This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What's up, everybody? This is Rob Brandt. And this is Rick Brandt. And we are the Brothers Brandt. Welcome back to episode 137 of the Brothers Brand podcast, Dumb and Dumber. Now, which one of us is dumb and the other one is dumber? I Rick, think we know. Rick I think is the listeners clearly know. Clearly the dumber one. Like I said, I think the listeners know. <laughs> so this I guess I have to be dumb enough to record 136 episodes of this podcast with you. So I guess that does make me dumber. <laughs> so this is a really fun episode because uh we've been doing sports episodes and concerts. Uh, and this whole podcast started with my brother and I just wanting to share our stories of how we went on these epic sports road trips, 10 games, 10 days, 12 games, nine days, Super Bowl, all this stuff. And we just did things we loved with the people that we loved, uh, my brother being someone that I love. And, you know, we would also turn nosebleed tickets into on the field experiences, which didn't hurt. Uh <laughs> Uh, but this was a different route in 2014. We wanted to share this story. 2014, my brother and I, Rick and I went to the dumb and dumb er sequel it, that was released in 2014. And we dressed up like Harry and Lloyd did in dumb and dumber in the, uh, orange and blue tuxedos at the movie theaters. So this episode is all based off of Dumber, Dumb, Dumb and Dumber, the original movie, this the sequel. We're going to talk about you know how the production was made and just the night. Rob, this episode, as you perfectly described, is going to be a blast, and I think our listeners will truly enjoy it. And oh, yeah. I think it'll hit home if the 136 episodes haven't struck a chord about not giving a you know what getting out there, having fun, and just dressing the part and just being a little over the top, but at the same time, having good sense of humor with it all. That's what this whole thing's about. So in 1994, the original Dumb and Dumber movie was first debuted. And And Rick, Rick, for our listeners, Dumb and Dumber, like we quote it all the time, uh, you know, that and Seinfeld are like the two things we quote all the time, pretty much on a daily basis. Also, I'd go as far as saying society will quote dumb and dumber lines on a regular basis. And I think it's so far down, so far removed 
that I think some people in society will quote Dumb and Dumber, not even knowing that this is where some of those lines like, you're telling me there's a chance. <laughs> like people I hear. What was, what was all that one in a million talk? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and uh, it was like when we had. Uh, I'll have to excuse uh, my Thomas. friend. He's a little <laughs> slow. The town is back that way. <laughs> exactly. The soup Nazi came on our podcast, Rob, and it's like no soup for you. And I don't even think some people like so far, 15, 20, 30 years down the line now really understand where it all originated so dumb and dumber is now actually going to be believe it or not this sounds crazy to say but it's going to be 30 years old next year so um again 1994 this movie comes out and lloyd christmas (laughs) uh, jim carrey of course and um jeff jeff daniels rob is uh harry dune so it's harry and lloyd and just that a little done there's harry dunn it's dune dune <laughs> no it could be done rob i, I don't know done I don't yeah know. and so um these two guys who are roommates uh actually in providence rhode island of all places um are just down on their luck they've both been fired from their jobs and um well, actually, what's funny is Lloyd Christmas, Jim Carrey, he's a taxi cab um, limo driver, and he drops off this beautiful woman at the airport who he had no idea, but his uh, husband had been, or her husband had been kidnapped. And uh, for ransom, uh, she basically was been instructed to pl- uh, place a briefcase full of what only could imagine to be millions of dollars uh, inside uh, the airport. And it's as you know, Lloyd doesn't know anything about this. Jim Carrey, the, the main character doesn't know that uh, this random passenger has been uh, all of a sudden, you know, life turned upside down and husband kidnapped and all of a sudden now has to leave a couple mil inside a briefcase inside an airport. And so Lloyd just happened to see what happened in this briefcase be left there. And just thought, hey, wow, I got to get this back to this woman. And he ends up getting fired from his job. So, and- so Rick, time out, time out here, because I got a reference. Like, I know what you're doing here. You're going through the whole, you're not the whole script, but given this synopsis. And we're going to keep doing that. I want to keep doing it. But we just got to interject with the funny quotes. And like, there's this scene where he falls head over heels for Mary Swanson and he's driving her to the airport. She's clearly going somewhere. And he just goes, so flying somewhere. And she just goes, yeah. How'd you tell? He goes, I saw the luggage and the ticket put two and two together. <laughs> love that scene. Quote that regularly. That's a quote that I mean, the whole out, out of nowhere. Movie's quote. He turns to tell her this. He goes, yeah, I got worms. I got worms. That's what we're going to call the store. Uh, he goes, he goes, is, uh, statistically, you're actually more, more, uh, more likely to die on your way to the airport than actually in the airport. And meanwhile, there's like a freight, like a, a tanker blows up behind them. Oh yeah. He's just like skating on thin ice <laughs> as far as like head on collisions go. And uh, I think, I think if I recall correctly, he grabs a suitcase, he like sprints gets it in this like huge crowd of people inside an airport terminal. Meanwhile, the people that 
uh, are actually going to pick up the briefcase who are like these greaser looking uh, couple, man and woman. And um, they just look like intimidating enforcement type, like, you know, people in leather jackets. And so he he grabs the briefcase and I think he runs, if I recall correctly, like down the gate as if like the plane is still there and he's trying to get to Mary to give her a briefcase and the plane is long gone. And if I recall correctly, he just sprints and falls off the end of the gate. <laughs> yeah, the guy, the guy's trying to stop him. And he just goes, goes, sir, sir, you can't go out there. And it's because the plane's no longer there. And he goes, don't worry, I'm a limo driver. And then just sprints down the runway and or sprints down the uh, the extended bridge and then falls down. And uh, like there's like he's staring at Mary as he drops her off and he just goes, goodbye, my love. And then like crashes into a car in front of him. Airbags explode. And I do that with Shelby when I drop her off. I'm like, goodbye, my love. And <laughs> and uh, when he goes back to the house, so like he gets fired. Lo- Harry gets fired from his dog grooming business. Yeah, and- he's got a dog grooming business. And it's funny because he's driving around in a van that has been totally shagged out. And when I say shagged out, I mean, literally, it looks like a dog with like the ears and the feet and the tail. And it's just like a shaggy van and it looks like a dog. And inside are these dogs that he's responsible for grooming and keeping clean. Meanwhile, he's got like hot dogs and hamburgers back there. What are the footballs? Whenever I give a, whenever I give a hot dog to someone, it's always who ordered the footballs? Rob, we're never going to get through this podcast. No, no, we're not. I'm going to love every, but these quotes, if you looked up the top, I don't know. Top quotes from this movie. I'd say 50, the top 50 of them are probably gold. Just absolute gold. Totally relevant to uh, what's going on. And, oh, man, I, I, there's so many, like, money ones, too. Like, if you actually watch it enough times, like, it gets funnier. And there's, like, they, they're walking back to the house after they after they get fired. And he just goes, goes got fired again. Yeah, they always fell off they always freak out when you leave the scene of an accident (laughs) (laughs) that and driving with your airbags deployed (laughs) rob seriously this movie is unbelievable you know it's it, it it's funny because it has a cult following to it. If you grew up in the 90s, the 2000s, yeah. Yeah. I just think people are attached to it. It resonates yeah. with their childhood. And to this day, the- like you said, I can listen to it and yeah. watch it over and over again. And the jokes and the movie just get funnier. It's never like one of those where, oh, I've seen it a bunch. I'm good. No, I want to watch it again and again. Yeah, you just pick up on funny jokes after a while and... uh it's just great. It's just great stuff. I could watch it. I, I'll probably watch it at some point so, this week. <laughs> so I loved, I loved first and foremost, Rob, they, they, they decide now getting back to the plot that, Hey, they both are down on their luck. Let's get out to Aspen, Colorado, where Mary Swanson had said she was flying to let's get her her briefcase back and the two of them now need to find a way to get across country, essentially. 
and raise some funds and put together this little road trip to not gonna uh, lie when we started doing our road trips i kind of thought of dumb and dumbers road trip because definitely we were on a shoestring budget now we didn't have anybody chasing after us like those two people that again going back to the plot um that were supposed to pick up the briefcase they witnessed um harry and lloyd now having possession of this briefcase they went to their apartment they knocked on the door. Um, Harry and Lloyd thought they were debt collectors. So they like hid in their apartment. And then um, eventually like they, they just skedaddled and they sold off what they had. And one of my favorite scenes is when they sell their, their, their dead bird to a blind kid. <laughs> parakeet, parakeet named Petey. Yeah. Yeah. How that happens is they're driving on their way out with the, in the, uh, in the shack. What, what did he call it? Called it like the, it was some funny name, but it was like the dog, we'll just call it the dog mobile. And he was like, he was like, Hey, how'd you, how'd you scramble for some extra, extra funds? He goes, don't worry about it. I, I sold a couple of things, you know, pack of cards, thing of marbles uh pd <clears throat> pd he didn't even have a head harry i took care of it <laughs> duct taped the dead back onto the bird and sold it to a blind kid <laughs> pretty bird pretty bird yeah then they yeah they go to the kid and he's just obviously blind and he's just petting this bird with like a taped head on it's yeah. It's hysterical if you're into that type of humor, which we yeah, are. We are. We're, yeah, we're very, very stupid. Very dumb so, humor. So, all right. So just getting back again, trying to stay on plot. These um, two are now on their way out to Aspen and they're being followed by this duo uh, of individuals that are trying to track them down, get their money. And believe it or not, Harry and Lloyd are so gullible. They see one of them and they pick him up as a hitchhiker. And this, this guy is now like literally trying to kill Harry and Lloyd. Tell Rob the listeners, because I know you can't wait another second about <laughs> the scene in the car where it, at one point uh, they lose it. Dude, I, I do this all the time with friends. I'm going to pick up a friend to go out to a bar, or go to a sports game or whatever. And I'm just like, they get in the car and I go, you know, we usually don't pick up hitchhikers, but... I'm going to have to go with my gun on this one. Saddle up, partner. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then he's about to kill them with the gun. And they just see this Mexican family on the side of the road. And he goes, hitchhikers, pick them up and bring them in. And there's like 10 people in this dog mobile now. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's, it's so good. It's so Anytime good. we're with yeah. people and like we got to we got to like literally pick somebody up and add them to the car. Yeah. I just go, pick them up, pick them up. Yeah. And then they, and then, and then they drive and then they drive and then uh, they, they stop off and get some food. And you know, the, the, the greaser guy is like on to him. He goes, these guys are idiots. Like they don't even know what's in the briefcase. And they like, he was about to steal the briefcase. And then they, they gave him the world's hottest hamburger. And this guy had rat poisoning in one pocket. Uh, to give to them to try to kill them off and then he had like his uh, ulcer medication in the other pocket and they give him this really hot burger 
and he falls down. He's gagging, and he goes, pills, pills, pills. And Lloyd literally grabs all the rat poisoning and just gives it to him <laughs> and starts stuffing it in his mouth. <laughs> and now and now the other lady, the other green, and this guy obviously dies, but <laughs> the other lady just goes, just goes, jeez, these guys are savages. They killed Mento. <laughs> and then so now they're like feeling kind of bummed out about having just you know accidentally killed somebody a complete stranger for all they know and uh it was his it was his his dying way it was his last words yeah besides (laughs) for the gargling noises (laughs) the next morning rob they get in the car and uh you know harry and lloyd they're driving along but uh, if I recall correctly, Lloyd's driving. Harry's asleep. Yeah. Try to pick up some yeah. extra extra hours on the trip, and uh, lo and behold, you drove a sixth of the way in the wrong direction. <laughs> and like they just lose it on each other. And at that point, they're ready to just give up. This trip is just like falling to pieces. They're out of yeah. money. Yeah, yeah. And and, and so uh, Lloyd. Lloyd sells off the van for this little like uh, mini <laughs> scooter yeah. that probably doesn't more doesn't and, do more than like twenty miles. And they're the in game. like Nebraska. <laughs> yeah, this mini bike though, Rob. It, like they've got to get probably I don't know a couple more like maybe another thousand miles. Yeah, and uh, so they're 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 just on this bike. And what is the scene where they like get back onto the bike? Um, yeah, so like he, he, they're pissed off at each other and sells, sells the, uh, the shagging wagon, they call it the shagging wagon. That's right. And he just goes, he just goes, Harry, Harry pulls up to him. Goes, Lloyd, where's the van? Went back to town, traded the van for straight up. This hog gets 50 miles to the gallon on it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he, goes, he goes saddle up partner <laughs> lloyd, and then i love the next, lloyd like, when they're i just when i think when I, lloyd when i think you couldn't get any dumber you pull a stunt like this and totally redeem yourself <laughs> and then they drive to the midwest and one of the next scenes is them like coming up this cold chilly aspen colorado mountain going like two miles an hour because of the incline and absolutely frigid conditions. And there's this line of like dozens of cars and 18 wheelers just slowly going behind them. Just yeah. And they're holding up all this traffic. Uh, I mean, I like, do you want me to interject on that? It's like, yeah, that was happening. (laughs) Yeah. And then, and then they get to town and uh, he offers them an extra pair of gloves yeah, I was like, hey, like they have no idea what's in the briefcase, and then uh, they they have like nowhere to go, nowhere to stay. They're out in the freezing cold, and he goes, he goes, we we have no food, we have nowhere to stay. And he just goes, Harry, you got that crazy look in your eye. And he's like choking him out, and he just and then like he's like he's like your hands are freezing. <laughs> You've had an extra <laughs> pair of gloves this whole time. <laughs> oh, we're in the Rockies, and then they get into the, like the like, fight. They get into this yeah. fight, and all of a sudden, the briefcase hits the ground, opens up, and millions of dollars are being shown in the briefcase. 
And then they just ball out. And it's like, <laughs> oh! They ball out, get the nice hotel, get the nice, get the nice, uh, get the nice uh, suits. And they, they were trying to find in the directory, like the name of Mary Swanson. And it was Mary Swanson. And they were just like, they're like, Lloyd's like, I think it's, I think it's silly, slammy, swammy, Swanson, Swanson. <laughs> and then Harry goes, why don't you just look on the briefcase? And he had the name Swanson. And then he looked on the briefcase and he goes, Samsonite. I was way off. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, Samsonite is like the uh, manufacturer. The manufacturer of the briefcase. Yeah. And he, <laughs> then they, they, they don't know how to get in touch with her. And then all of a sudden they, uh, they see her name in the, um, in like the Aspen, what, what's going on. And there was like some 42nd annual inaugural, like, I don't know, donation or, or preservation of, of snow owls. And uh, they ended up attending this event and meeting Mary and Rick take it from here. Well, what ends up happening is Lloyd, again, he's trying to find his long lost lover, right? Mary Swanson. Mm -hmm. And um, what ends up happening is uh, Harry uh, basically tries to set Lloyd up, excuse me. Yeah. Set Lloyd up with Mary at the bar and uh, Mary's mom just juts in and ends up uh, being like, hey, why don't you two go out tomorrow? Go skiing for the day. Get out. Get some fresh air. And Harry's trying to dodge it and basically pass it over to Lloyd. But at that point, he can't He can't deny Mary and Mary's mom. So he ends up going out with Mary for the day the following morning uh, to go skiing and Aspen and uh, just have an absolutely wonderful day together. Lloyd Which is thinks hilarious. that um, by the way, time out yeah. here, time out here. I'm calling time out because at that inaugural snowboard snowboard preservation snow owl preservation meeting, they <laughs> what? <laughs> don't 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 shake your head at me. So uh at the at the at the big 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 event, uh they are wearing an orange and a teal tuxedo which is very important for our listeners to know because in the beginning of this episode, when we saw the sequel, we had on the orange and the teal tuxedos when we went to the sequel. And we also had the canes that they had as well that they did a sword fight with in the beginning. And we just went to like the Edentown Mall, the Mammoth Mall, and just went and saw this movie <laughs> with our teal and orange tuxedos on. What was so funny about that night, Rob, was that like, so many people were coming up to us to get pictures yeah. with us, not necessarily probably thinking that we were the actual characters in the movie, but no. rather just two guys having a great time. Like, let you got to do this. And uh, it's like when we go on our sports road trips, we don't try to sneak in anywhere. We'll wear like the loudest suits, the outfits you can possibly, you can possibly find. And uh and we'll just go and have a great time. And that's what it's all about. That's what we enjoy doing. And that's what we did for the What's going, what's going on here with your headset over there, Jam? Yeah, hey, a malfunction. Listen, this is this is a big production we got going on here. And <laughs> uh, tangled up like the weed. We're good, brother. We're good. That's what editing's for. <laughs> we're not so, gonna we're gonna let that um, run. So we had a great time at the movie theater. Great. The sequel was good. You can't ever top the original, but the sequel was good. Mm -hmm. And um, it was just, it was a really yeah. fun experience. We wanted to share it with our listeners. Rob, then, why don't you go. take take the rest? Take it from here. 
Yeah. So then, uh, so then, uh, Harry's, Harry's, you know, going on a date with Mary essentially. And then, uh, he's like, Hey, like he comes back and he's like, I'll put a good word in for you. I'll get you, I'll get you a date. And he's telling Lloyd, he's gassing him up and he's like, yeah, I got you a date. I got you a date. Meanwhile, he didn't get him a date at all. He couldn't man up and say anything. So then, uh, Lloyd, uh, Lloyd, uh, sabotages Harry with laxatives and then proceeds to go to Mary's place. Uh, and basically surprise Mary and say, I drove all the way across the country to see you. Uh, and then she's like, do you have my briefcase? And he's like, yeah, I have your briefcase. Let's go back to the hotel room and get it. And then they go back to the hotel room and, uh, the, uh, was it, the um, husband was the husband like pretending to be, or not the husband no, it was Andre. It was Andre, uh, who was like a friend of theirs was the guy that was um keeping the husband hostage and he set up the whole thing to try to extort like millions from this family and i just like such a funny scene was when they were running up the stairs and lloyd was tripping mary to get to the top of the stairs and lloyd gets into the hotel room with mary and mary's like i have to go to the bathroom and he's like okay okay and he's practicing his his uh his lines he's just so nervous he just goes he just goes mary i've been dying to tell you this i desperately want to make love to a little schoolboy. i mean uh uh when i'm with you i feel like a little schoolboy. <laughs> he goes what are the chances of a guy like uh, a girl like me and a guy like you getting together one day and she goes not good mary i've come a long way just Hit me with it. Like, not good. Like, one in a thousand. He goes, ah, more like one in a million. So you're telling me there's a chance. Woo! A <laughs> <laughs> line of the movie. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, Andre jumps in and, uh, or, or, or Harry comes back in. Andre comes in, has a gun to him, and he's looking through the briefcase and he just goes, Where's all the money? Where? Those are IOUs, sir. They're just as good as money down to every penny. You might want to hold on to those. This one right here, 275,000 might want to hold on to that. <laughs> Rob also a line we quote all the time. So yeah. <laughs> it's uh, an IOU. <laughs> long story short, actually we gave you the long version because that's the point long, of our podcast. Long story long. You all of the details. Yeah. And, uh, but I think, and- I think one of the cool things, I, I mean, are you good to move on? I wanted to talk about the production. This was like crazy what I was reading here. I was just going to say Harry gets shot, but he actually met up with uh, some of the FBI people before going into the room. <laughs> uh, he had a bulletproof vest on. He goes down. Lloyd thinks that his best friend Harry's been killed. And now Lloyd and Mary are at gunpoint when Harry jumps up and fires and shoots him dead. FBI agents come into the hotel room, everybody's saved. And the last scene in the movie, well, Rob, is well, arguably the greatest scene. Well, yeah, well, that and then, Harry, you're alive and you're a terrible shot. <laughs> he missed Andre like seven times. <laughs> <laughs> what if he shot you in the face? Yeah, what if he shot me in the face? <laughs> he says to the FBI agents who gave him the bullet. Uh, yeah. That was a risk, risk we're willing to take. <laughs> yeah the end of the scene gets reunited or the end of the movie mary gets reunited with her husband and harry and lloyd are are walking for some reason down the road massive tour bus comes up hawaiian tropic tour bus bikini girls 
and hallelujah, hallelujah starts playing. And they're just like, we just need a sign, you know, and they're just like, hey, we need two oil boys to uh, to oil us up on our road trip. Do you guys want to do it? And uh, and one just goes, you're in luck, ladies. There's a town about a mile that way. I'm sure you'll find two lucky guys there. <laughs> and then they chase it down and they go, you realize what you've done? <laughs> you have to excuse my friend. He's a little slow. The town is back that way. And then they proceed to just go, yeah, we just got to keep our eyes open. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that last scene in the movie is just fantastic. And speaking of the production, Rob, Carl Swanson, who was Mary's father, just happened to be his name, Hank Branch, spelled exactly like ours, coincidentally from New Jersey as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, all of the signs just point to the brothers Brant and Dumb and Dumber yeah. being one and another. Oh, my God. And I, you know, the production on this new line production, I was reading this, Rick, and this was wild. Um, like the the Peter Farrelly's, uh, what was it, agent, and so like, so Petey, Peter and Bobby Fairley are the producers and they didn't know who Jim Carrey was. Um, they just knew him as the white guy from living color. And then all of a sudden he had Ace Ventura pop off uh, pet detective, just pop off. And then they were like, Oh my God, we got to get this guy. And they like struck gold with him. And he negotiated, Jim Carrey negotiated a salary for the movie of $7 million. So he got paid $7 million to do Dumb and Dumber. And then Jeff Daniels, who is a uh, more of like a um, serious actor, his, his agent was like telling him not to do this movie, but he ended up doing it. And he only got paid 50 grand to do the movie. Isn't that wild? Seven million and fifty grand, especially like back in that day. It's just crazy to think the difference between the two. I mean, they both play such integral roles in the movie. Phenomenal. And and uh to be that far off. Rob, they were interviewing possible candidates as Steve Martin yep. and Nicolas Cage for possible and- um you know, actors for this movie, which was yep. pretty crazy. Rob Martin Lowe. Martin Short, too. Yeah. So like uh, pretty cool. And then one of the things that I found out about, which I had no idea about until we did some research on this, mm-hmm. is that Jim Carrey, actually, when he was a child, he got into a fight in school, mm-hmm. um, just, you know, like kids do. And actually, one of his teeth, he had like a chipped tooth. Yeah. Um, and he had that cap yeah. as he got older. And it was funny because he's in the movie, got a chipped tooth. And apparently they said that he had simply removed his crown temporarily, mm-hmm. uh, which just, I mean, man, I was wondering that during the movie, but now I know it was legit his actual chip tooth. Yeah, like when we first watched the movie, I was like, how did they do that? Like, what the heck did they do with uh, costumes? And yeah, it was pretty cool. And then um, I just thought it was cool, like the scenes where everything took place, like uh, um, the the scenes in Aspen it actually wasn't even filmed in Aspen. It was in, it was in Breckenridge, Colorado and park city. Beautiful uh, places. If you haven't been, you got to go beautiful. Uh, Stanley hotel in uh, Estes park, uh, Colorado is the hotel. 
Um, and then obviously Cumberland, Rhode Island. Like I just thought it was so crazy that they started this story in Rhode Island. And I've driven by that big blue bug, driven by that big blue bug in Rhode Island, which is pretty famous. Um, just really cool stuff here. Really enjoyed sharing this story with the listeners here. And it's all about, you know, it's all about just going out with people that you love, doing some fun stuff. Uh, you know, and look, we could have been just regular Rick and Rob wearing what we're wearing right now, going to the movies, but we were like, you know what? Let's have some fun. Let's rock the tuxedos. We had so many people coming up to us. The little kids that had no idea that this was like a sequel were like, what are these two weirdos doing? But the majority of the people at the movie theater saw the first one and they were like, these guys are hysterical. And everybody <laughs> wanted to take picture of us. And it was like, I think it was like a random Wednesday night. Right. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> uh, just great stuff. And we encourage our listeners to do that. Absolutely, Rob. It was fun recording this podcast with you and sharing one of these hilarious stories of ours from back in the day. We've got some really great content coming up in the upcoming podcast. For all you listeners out there, thank you so much for tuning in to episode 137 of the Brothers Brandt podcast, Dumb and Dumber. I'm Rick Brandt. And I'm Rob Brandt, and we're the Brothers Brandt. Thanks for listening.